15. Haman's Indignation The other ministers approached Haman with a suggestion. Mordechai tells us that he cannot bow when he sees you because his religion forbids him to do so. But he might be hiding his real motives, personal jealousy and hatred. Let him then be put to the test. The next time you pass through the palace courtyard, walk directly towards Mordechai. Common courtesy requires him to bow in such a situation. And what religious objection can there be to a show of elementary respect? If he refuses to bow even then, it is a sure sign that he is purposely trying to insult you and he deserves to be severely punished. No sooner had he heard, had he heard this counsel that Hama was headed for his confrontation with Mordechai, he walked directly towards him, but Mordechai did not stir. Furious at Mordechai's defiance and convinced that it was inspired by envy rather than religion, Haman began plotting his revenge. I see that Mordechai is a personal enemy, he thought to himself. But he has convinced most of the king's servants that his religion is responsible for his defiance. I shall therefore settle my accounts not with Mordechai alone, but with all of his people. All the way home, his mind was busy working out the details of his plans to destroy all the Jews. By the time he reached his mansion, everything had been decided and all that remained was to choose an auspicious date for this genocide. He knew exactly how to choose the date, for this was not the first time he had to decide on the ideal time for performing a crucial act. Unlocking a drawer in his office desk, he pulled out some device for casting lots and set himself to the task of selecting a date in his customary manner. Let's see, he said to himself. Today is the thirteenth day of Nisan. I will first cast lots to see which day of the month is best suited to my plan in regard to the Jews. If I'm lucky, the lots will indicate tomorrow and give me the signal to go ahead with my plans immediately. But the lots rejected the fourteenth of Nisan. He took a deep breath and tried again. Fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, no luck. 18th, 19th, 20th, rejected again. He began muttering angrily as the lots kept rejecting day after day, until all of Nisan had been tried without success. He swallowed hard and began casting lots for the next month, ER. First, second, third, never had encountered such stubborn luck. Fourth, fifth, sixth, this month was beginning to be as unproductive as the last. He consoled himself that the lots must indicate at least one day in the month but he fumed at the thought that each successful, unsuccessful try would delay his vengeance another day. 10th, 11th, 12th. Hammond's patience began to reach the breaking point. When the last finally indicated the 13th of the month, Hammond was convinced, uh, concerned about the fact that he had been pushed off till the very next last day possible. Perhaps the, the month is not a lucky one, he concluded. I shall... Cast lots to see if ER is truly the best time or if another month is more favorable. When the lots rejected ER, Haman's relief that his suspicions had been justified clashed with his frustration that his plans would have to wait yet another month. Beads of sweat began forming on his forehead as he cast lots for the second month, for the next month. But Sivan too was rejected and Haman began to wonder if some force was mocking him. Tammuz, Av, Elul, again, he drew blanks. Tishrei, Cheshvan, Kislev. Haman began recalling something he had once heard about heavenly protection of the Jews. 
But he quickly banished such disturbing thoughts from his mind and continued with his lottery. Tevis Shvat. It now dawned on Haman that he arrived at the last possible month. When the lots finally indicated Adar, he combined the results of his two lotteries and designated the 13th of Adar as the day for destroying Jewry. The lots had given the Jews an 11-month <coughs> reprieve, but Haman was determined that when the fateful day arrived, his vengeance would be complete. Shalom. <laughs>